Welcome to the Gatecast and our journey to the Pegasus Galaxy and the City of the Ancients, Atlantis. Good evening everybody, welcome to the Gatecast. Tonight's episode is Runner, Stargate Atlantis Season 2 Episode 3. Uh, once again we are Sans Allen. He is happily settled in his uh, new home in Finland. can't remember the actual name of the town that he's in. Uh, no doubt he'll tell us that when he joins us next week. But for now, the spotlight is on Brad. Good evening, Brad. Hello, everyone. Brad here from Australia. Yep, he's uh, up again early in the morning, taking his co-hosting very seriously. <laughs> you can hear me okay? Yep. Yep, that's all right. I've just got a new headset, so I've got a um, switch on the line for the mic. I have to know if it was on or off. I'm <laughs> right. Just keeping the seat warm until Alan gets back. Good on you. <laughs> Made a bit of a purchase yesterday. And what's that? I've got um, a season one, two, three, four of Battlestar, uh, the miniseries and the movie, all in one little package. Nice. Four seasons, wasn't it? Did they didn't go to five? No, just four. Yeah. Sort of missed the ball when it was airing on TV because of the programming decisions they made over here and been meaning to catch back up on it when I've seen the whole lot. In one bundle, I thought, beauty, you're mine. Alan's online, but I don't think he'll be joining us tonight. Okay. He's probably busy. Yep. Although, unfortunately for Alan, every night he's got something planned. True. Are you a fan of science fiction and fantasy? Do you enjoy genre television and comic books? Then you should be listening to the Sci-Fi Dig podcast found at scifidig.com, where every week I discuss an episode of genre television. Sci-Fi Dig, it's not just a podcast. It's a community. SciFiDig.com. You want to jump straight into it? Yep, I'm ready to go. Uh, remember, folks, there is no lion. Pretty sure this goes on for the rest of the season, so we'll just have to make do. So we're staring at a blank screen at zero seconds. Three, two, one, click. And we get one of the rare nighttime shoots for both SG-1 and Atlantis. Visiting strange new worlds. Defending humanity against unimaginable alien threats. This just is not what I pictured. A couple of new characters here. Evan Lorne. Uh, I say new characters to Atlantis. Evan is from Stargate SG-1. And the other character is Dr. Parrish, making his first appearance. I like Lorne. He's a good character. Yeah. You may not want to admit it, but it's a real danger. Oh, yeah. Sure. Jonathan Young is playing Dr. Parrish. You'll probably know him from Sanctuary, where he played Tesla. He actually got a day's notice to play this role. The actor cast for the role pulled out for some reason. So he turned up on set, grabbed the uh, script, memorised this long sequence. Mm, all one shot. <laughs> oh, it's the fact this vegetation is thriving. And those two guys there are the... Extras. The doubles. Yeah. yeah, that scene was filmed later on. Oh, would you look at that. <laughs> now, what... Is a Williamsonia Suardiana doing here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you can see the Major is not exactly pleased with this mission. He's found something. Yeah, he's found something more interesting. Major! Don't shout like that. Give me the fright of my life. You do know we're alone on a spooky dark planet. <laughs> Didn't expect that. Doesn't look like the sun killed him. What do we do? No. 
No doubt that is James Lafazanos in his Wraith makeup. I got a dead sucker here, looks KIA, no more than a day old. We're on our way. Come on, Doc. Let's get you back to the gate. I, I, I don't understand. Well, neither do I. All I know is he didn't do that to himself. Come on, let's go. Uh, the glow sticks. <laughs> Always come in handy. And they go in. Yep. Brave souls. Yep. Get out. Let someone else deal with it. Oh, hello, Ford. Ford. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. Runner, Season 2, Episode 3. Gatecast, Episode 197. This episode was written by Robert C. Cooper, directed by Martin Wood. If you want to know what Martin's up to at the moment, take a look at Cedar Cove, where he's a creative consultant and he's directed four episodes. Runner got its world premiere in the US, July the 29th, 2005. In the UK, we got it November the 2nd. I don't have a date for Australia, unfortunately. France, March the 11th, 2006. Sweden, May the 18th. And Japan, August the 15th. Series with episodes of the same name, The Professionals, 9 for 9, Point of Entry, Mitsudomi, The Temper Centers, and Blended. And I've only ever heard of one of those shows. <laughs> IMDb, gotta love it. Mm. And we're back. The city. Is the gate covered? Coughlin and Reed, yeah. We found a dead wraith, shot several times. Looked like bullets, but it's hard to say the guy was a mess. Interesting that Lorne's uniform doesn't have any badges on. Mm. Probably because he was going off-world. If he gets caught, they don't want him to know where he's from. I'm not done. Not nearly. But I thought you might like to know this. The enzyme sack in the right arm has been removed. Da, da, da. Click. <laughs> oh, what a miss. <laughs> Better late than never. That's it. Well, I, was, I was right in the middle of a... P3M 736. We found a dead wraith. Maybe killed by Ford. He'd still be there. Oh, wait a second, 736? Seven, but the UV index there during the day is something like a thousand. McCabe <laughs> <laughs> would know that, wouldn't he, as well? The planets he doesn't want to visit. Yep, you'd have a list. What? I want to get four back just as much as everyone else, but have you seen my complexion? Yes. Yeah, yes, it's very fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not that pale. Oh, didn't. This isn't fair. And that was ad-lib by uh, David. Yep. Colonel. Colonel. Always love Cold War. God, he's walking around with the sidearm. Well, do you blame him? <laughs> that Atlantis has proven not to be totally safe. I suppose they both are. It's code orange and above. Hey, how does that go again? Red, orange, blue, or the other way around? Do you mind if we go over that when I get back? Colonel! You don't have to remind me of our respective positions or that you are ranked. I was wondering if I needed to remind you Lieutenant Ford is a significant threat to the security of this base. He's also a friend in need. His condition forces him to seek out the rate. If he's caught, he would compromise. Look, I'm going to find him. I'm going to bring him back. According to Dr. Beckett's report, there may not be anything that can be done to help him. Coldwell is not laying down the law, but making a few things clear to Shepard. With all due respect, sir, I hope you're not saying what I think you're saying. Ford is a threat. He risked the entire city when he escaped. Fired on Atlantis personnel. I'm saying if you encounter him and there's any chance whatsoever that his capture might prove elusive, you are duty-bound to eliminate the threat. It'd be nice if he uh, was willing to give himself up when confronted, but... <laughs> He's not anymore. I know you understand. You'll do what's right. You didn't seem to have a problem with Mercy when it came to Colonel Sumner. Ooh, dig the knife in a little bit deeper. <laughs> yes, John. This is what happens when you become a lieutenant colonel. You know, you you got to make these hard decisions. Problem, of course. Ford's running around, armed to the teeth. 
That's nice, that is. And you've got wind on the ground as well. Yes, but as they say in the commentary, then it just lands here when it comes through so fast. It could stop on a dime, as they say. Mm. Still a nice sequence, and it's got to be Martin Wood because he does love those camera shots. And he never called action there until the screen came up, so that was them just playing around controls for the same. <laughs> well, men will be boys when they're in front of a spaceship cockpit. Dr. Parrish believes that the indigenous plant life uh, retains enough uh, residual radioactivity absorbed during the daylight to, um, well, to screw up our sensors. Making it the perfect place to hide. Yes. Or the perfect place to be exposed to dangerously high levels of solar radiation. What's this button do? Yeah. Nothing, it's plastic. <laughs> yeah, you'd be making the beep noises yourself, though, wouldn't you? Yeah, I'm sure you'd be acting out a scene from Star Trek or something. <laughs> Goody! <laughs> He's clapping on the sunscreen. It's dark outside, McKay. Mm. Simulated tropical aroma of cocoa butter. Yeah, strong enough for anyone within five miles to smell you. Oh, yeah, like they haven't been tipped off by the aqua velva. Ooh. <laughs> it's too dark. Yeah, well, and the sun will be up in two hours, 43 minutes, and 10 seconds. McKay comes prepared. So we'll be cold and miserable. Look, the cloud cover will depreciate a small percentage of UV rays, but 95% of deadly is still deadly. They uh, know the solar rotation down to the second of that planet. Probably worked it out before, and mm. look at him, he's <laughs> ridiculous. Coughlin, take Billick, Reed, you and Sherman cover the gate, and Major, you've got McKay. And you can see the uh, rain coming down. Here, try some. SPF 100. 100? Yep, can't buy this kind of protection. Make it myself. Waterproof, too. Great. <laughs> so it's waterproof, so your skin definitely wouldn't brew for it. Yeah, not exactly great, is it? Just cover yourself in wax. <laughs> I know I'm repeating myself, but Stargate really, when they do shoot night scenes, they do it fantastic. Mm. They said in the commentary how much they like doing it, it's just a cost and yeah. the logistics of it. The amount of detail, I mean, it looks like it's night, but the amount of detail you can see in the picture. Yeah, definitely a lot of foreground and background. The mechanics of this was to have what they called a sausage light, which is basically like a helium balloon in a lighting rig. Gives a very even spread of light. Mimics a moon. What kind of uh, special training do you guys have to go through to get this sort of mission? You guys? Yeah, you know, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines. It's a great place to start. And by this mission, you mean hunting down a skilled weapons expert hopped up on wraith drugs in the pitch black of an alien planet? Yes. Actually... I skipped that course in major school. Uh, yeah, I was afraid of that. <laughs> Deliberately shot this at wide scale just to emphasise how big the area they were working in. Hmm. Oh, yeah, when we weren't out on harrowing missions, we used to hang out together. I'd share my dreams of a self-sustaining fusion, and he, he would talk of how you could sever a man's torso with a P90. What, that means quiet, right? Yes, the concept of friend doesn't really work with McKay. What? I thought I saw something move. I still do not see the tactical advantage in having a light and shining it where you're looking. If anybody's out there, they can see you coming a mile away. Yep, even further if they've got night vision. Hey, you, it's John. That's Lieutenant Colonel. Aiden, listen to me. We want to help you, please. Just come out, we only want to talk. Now, these two scenes are actually being shot about 20 feet apart. The miracles of television production. What? Say something. What? Talk to him. What if it's not him? <laughs> yeah, well, never mind. Not one of them's got a stunner. That ten flags up the Ford <laughs> straight away. <laughs> Best friend Rodney. Rodney McKay. Everyone, 
misses you back in Atlantis, and Dr. Beckett's figured out a way to help you, so you just got to trust me and... Chase him. <laughs> I mean, it does have a point. You know, it's not as if they did socialise. Colonel Shepard, it's Major Lawrence. In pursuit of suspects. What? So are we. <laughs> Everybody's chasing everybody else. <laughs> you need the Benny Hill music, don't you, really? <laughs> Oof, Oof, cross. That was the, a flamboyant crash to the ground. As they pointed out in the commentary, the actual weapon discharge came from the wrong side. Visual effects stuffed up. Colonel Shepard. Stand by, Taylor's been hit. Again, you can see the rain in the uh, little flashlight beam. <laughs> two shots, two hits. Gain from the left. Yep. Down for the count. Colonel Shepard, please respond. Yeah, so now they come from the right. Colonel Shepard. <laughs> Leave you hanging there. Hmm. Colonel Shepard. Bad news. We haven't heard from them since 26.30 Atlanta Standard Time. 26.30, so I'm guessing they're using a Zulu time format there, 24 hour or 12 hour time. Maybe it's a bit like DS9, the planet simply rotates at a different rate, so oh. they've uh, adapted themselves to it. Longer days. I wonder if they got someone there modifying blocks to put it a 13 and a 14. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After 12. What? Look, I know there's not enough for us all, but we can take turns. Any sign of Lieutenant Ford yet? Uh, no, ma'am, not that we can confirm. The fact is, we don't even know if this is Lieutenant Ford we're dealing with. Now, this is the same set that was used for Avalon. Hmm, I was interested to hear that. Yeah. Cave set. A proper cave set with a rough floor. Hmm, rock and debris. <laughs> yes, it's been noted before in Stargate that occasionally the, the caves have very smooth floors. Come on then, wakey wakey campers. Time to get up. No lollygagging around. Ford. Okay, I'll forgive John for that because he has been stunned. But that does not look like Ford. <laughs> this was the first scene Jason Momoa filmed for the series. He had just flown in from Australia. My head is pounding. Where are we? I don't know, but I was just about to ask him. <laughs> he looks enormous with these pair on the ground. You might want to be careful where you point that thing. Looks like you got the safety off. <laughs> no, this is not a savage, you're a caveman. Even just holding the P90 like that, it looks so small in his hand. Yeah. But my guess is if you wanted us dead, we'd be dead right now. So why don't you tell us who you are and what you want? All right, I'll go first. I'm Lieutenant Colonel John Shepard. Your rank is very important. <laughs> yeah, still playing that card. <laughs> it's my rank. It only really works because Ronan was in the military. Specialist Ronan Dex. That's you? Name and rank. Well, yeah, you look at the P90, it's pretty much the same size as his own hand blaster. Military? Well, if he wasn't, he should have been. The guy looks dangerous. They used to be. Flashback. They all go in for the uh, the locks, don't they? Hmm. I was going to say that's the one thing that he shouldn't have been military, but that's probably a cultural thing. Considering there was more than one person there with him, you must have been allowed. It's a long time ago. Ah, a long time ago. That probably explains the more shaggy-haired dog look. Now I'm deciding whether to kill you and your friends. <laughs> Not good. Bum bum bum. <laughs> 
Dude, that's what you want from, well, not a bad guy, but someone who's captured you. I'm just deciding whether to kill you or not. I'm not mm. going to have you hanging around while I explain my plans to yeah. you. <laughs> no, no 15 minute monologue. <laughs> All right, move out. Hey, wait, aren't you them going to. Uh... Okay, <laughs> um, McKay's feeling left out because he's the only one in the suit. Not exactly designed for moving through dense brush and rough terrain. Not to mention possible combat, huh? No. But by my calculations, we've been exposed to 327 millisieverts since the sun came up. It may not sound like much to you, but uh, I've been keeping a running tally of my lifetime exposure to radiation. <laughs> it, would, it would do as well. Yep. <laughs> That's one of his character traits. He doesn't like to be the odd one out. The plane rides, that'd be just be closer to the sun than being on the surface, you'd imagine. Yeah. Whatever else, radiation you get in a plane. Well, I suppose it, you could argue if you go to some of the uh, cities that have uh, large quantities of granite nearby, like Edinburgh, you know, you're picking up radiation from them. It's all around you. The human race exists because of mutations. Look, the men guarding the Stargate are highly trained soldiers armed with deadly weapons. Stargate? Stargate, big circle thing. I've always known it as the Ring of the Ancestors. That'll do. That'll do. Yep. <laughs> Ain't gonna argue either. Martin Wood and David Hewlett do the commentary for this episode. They refer to Ronan as a, a Great Dane puppy on set. <laughs> Supposedly a, a very nice guy on set. And he actually said that he was a little bit intimidated by David because David kind of a, a bit <laughs> crotchety on <laughs> He met him when he was in a bit of a mood. That's a good question. Taylor, why should he trust us? We mean you no harm. We are only here searching for a friend. Yes, we're looking at the dialogue he has to spit out time to time. You'd, you'd think a lot more people would be... <laughs> Looking up to David. Yeah. Martin said how impressed he was that a guy this size could run so fast. And even when they said cut, he kept on running. <laughs> <laughs> they had trouble. He was outrunning the camera dolly at one stage. Yeah. Aiden, not looking good, dude. Not looking good at all. Like that. Even the Wraith was surprised because, let's face it, you couldn't see Ford behind Ronan, could you? No. That's not a knife. That's a knife. Compensating much, Ford. Although you don't look very good, do you, mate? Even in this atmosphere. Cut. You can stop there. <laughs> cut. 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 <laughs> it does look nice the way that, you know, the. They're mucking about with the cameras to actually oversaturate the image. Mm. You definitely get the feeling you don't want to be outside too long. No. He killed the wraith who was hunting me. Hunting you? <laughs> yep. Why are you looking for him? His name is Aiden Ford and he's sick. He needs our help. Thought he'd been in the sun too long. <laughs> <laughs> Ronan Dex, of course, everybody knows Jason Momoa, born in Hawaii, Game of Thrones, of course, Conan the Barbarian, recently co-starred with Sylvester Stallone in Bullet to the Head, and he was in Baywatch. <laughs> I've never actually seen Baywatch with him. It's complicated. It'd be interesting to see how big he is there. Yeah. Because, yeah, that would have been a good 20 years ago now. Two movies he's been in that are in post-production, Debug and Wolves. Debug is David Hewlett's movie. This is Major Lauren. Do you read? He's so hot. Oh, come on. Step it up, okay, would you? I am moving as fast as I can. I'm very hot. Aren't you hot? 
Actually, I'm quite comfortable. But I'm not wearing a 50-pound rubber suit, am I? <laughs> so it's <Yeah>. fogging up. <laughs> and David pointed out that anybody could have been in that suit. He didn't have to actually film that sequence. Yep. I think the uh, the fumes from the sunblock are making me dizzy. I gotta... <laughs> oh, Lorne's got to be loving this. He's gone for a bumble and fall to another. Why didn't I stay at the SGC? Mm. Unbelievable. The wraith was feeding on him. Apparently, they inject some sort of drug into you when they feed. Yeah, that is James Lafazanos. He played the Wraith more than a dozen times. He killed the Wraith at an overdose of the drug. Kind of messed him up. But we think we can help him if we can find him. What is that? Radios. Communication devices. He should really know that, shouldn't he? Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm pretty sure his people had communication devices. May not have called them radios. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> Watch your hands, woman. <laughs> Keep doing it, in fact. I don't mind it. <laughs> okay, you've had your fresh air. Come on, let's go. Well, should we be headed back? I mean, it's been half an hour. It's been 15 minutes. Oh, really? I thought... It feels longer. I, did. I never noticed that first time around. <laughs> well, as a matter of fact, I, um... Wait a minute. See, why would you say that now? If he hadn't been so obsessed, he'd have kept his uniform on underneath and he could just take the damn thing off. Mm. Oh! Mayday! Mayday! We're under attack! Boy's been hit, I repeat, we are under rage attack! <laughs> <laughs> Don't die for cover or anything, just right, stand there. there yeah. Poor. How about you drop your gun? I know what you like with weapons. I wouldn't want it accidentally going off while it's pointed at me. Especially if those gloves. I'm surprised he didn't already <laughs> let one shot off. Right. Good. We can catch up. This is the problem with Ford. You know, he's there is nothing really wrong with him. He's just kind of hyper. Mm. I mean, he's, he's so convinced he's fine that anybody that says different automatically becomes an enemy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. We can't leave Major Lorne. We'll be fine. No, I... Serious again. Ford really doesn't see the person's point of view at all. You know that the sunlight on this planet is, is kind of dangerous. Not for me. Well, actually, if you... Listen, okay. Yeah, show me a mirror. <laughs> no one takes that. Sure. Here's the thing. I'm not just fine. I'm better than fine. Really. This is the best thing that ever happened to me. Well, good. Good for you. I can prove it. You just have to give me the chance to prove it. They actually said that evil Ford is close to Rainbow's actual character. Mm. And unfortunately, this is probably the best role that he had in the show. For as short as it was. Yeah. You can come back to Atlantis right now. Dr. Beckett is... No. First, we have to save Major Shepard and Taylor. And you, you know where they are? Yeah. I mean, you can see him now on the Canadian series The Listener, which is a, a regular one. So obviously the rape didn't destroy Atlantis. Hmm. Anything else happened since I've been gone? Uh, Major Shepard got promoted to Lieutenant Colonel Shepard. Really? Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> Keep your hands where I can see them. <laughs> There's only two of you. It ain't gonna be enough. No. <laughs> Figure it out, Joe. Come on. Mm. I told you I have to get through the ring. Why? Because of the raid they're coming. How do you know? I know. They're hunting me. Yeah, join the club. You are a runner. 
He runs. <laughs> They're hunting me. <laughs> yeah, exactly why why or how they choose a run isn't exactly explained. Mm. I was captured during a culling on my planet. I was taken to a ship. A race started to feed on me. Oh my god. They probed him. Something made him stop. I suppose, you know, you could argue that if somebody is still conscious after you, they've been pulling life energy from them for a few seconds. Yeah, like, they sensed his strength and thought he'd make a, a good one. Probably. I mean, his physique, you know, shows you a lot. Mm. They're putting a tracking device in. That's kind of yeah, cheating, isn't it? It's really loading the deck a bit. <laughs> tracking device in my back and released me. I mean, you could drop him on the planet next to the Stargate, deal the Stargate, and then hunt him man oh man They hunted me. Ever since. Don't do it. Like I said, we're not here to get in your way. It's good. Oh, fancy go and play. Yep. Which he picked up in about eight seconds, according to the commentary. <laughs> and that's the heavy weapon. The right way? Yeah, I'm sure. Keep moving. You see, this guy has them. Yep. What guy? I don't know. What guy? A guy. Look, I was on a Wraith planet. A P3X. It's P3X447? I know the address. And there were Wraith there? Yeah. A whole hive ship. Anyway, I was scouting the place out looking for the best way in so I could kill a couple. Well, for the enzyme? Exactly. Okay, I'm telling you, it's the key to defeating them. We could, we could create a whole army of supermen like me. You were saying? Come on, McKay, just take off the gloves. Mm. Let the air circulate. <laughs> Anything. I feel sorry for you just watching you. I figure one rape by himself is easy pickings. So, I followed him here to this planet. Anyway, I think he was looking for the guy. How do you know? Again, David was, well, not complaining, but just pointing <laughs> out that they were walking through just plain woodland, no paths or nothing. In a rubber suit. Yeah, the first humans to tread on this piece of the woodland. Oh, no. When I save them, I'll find out. <laughs> One of the problems with filming in Canadian woodland, you've got to make sure you don't shoot any tree stumps that have been felled. Hmm, yes. Give me my radio, order my man not to stop you. You can tell him in person. I'm taking you with me. You know, there's a chance we could help you. How? You know, a pretty good doctor. Maybe he could take that tracking device out of you. Anything I haven't tried? That is a big gun. And the spikes on the uh, gloves as well. Seriously. Oh, I noticed that for the first time before. <laughs> do some damage. And why would you do that? Because I'm a nice guy. I, I, look, I told you. You hate the Wraith, we hate the Wraith. It's something we all have in common. We just want our friend back. And some guy called McKay. You get this tracking device out of me, I'll get your friend back for you. Okay. Good. It's a deal. There's nothing about Ronan that won't do damage to you. <laughs> he stares at you, you feel a bit uncomfortable. <laughs> we have a deal, yes. I'll keep the woman, though. <laughs> Mm, she comes with me. Where's Lord? He's inside, sir. And that Dan Payne, who normally plays the the super soldier. He's a big guy. <laughs> well, yeah. John, John, <laughs> John just looked up. Long story, you can listen to him when I tell Dr. Weir. Yeah, John, is a little embarrassing, isn't it? This is a joke, right? I'm afraid not. Yeah, we're not going to waste money actually showing the jumper taking off. Let's just do a straight transition. Yeah, and they've already used two lots of stock footage of the city, so we won't even show that. <laughs> oh, it's getting better all the time. 
Have they found Lieutenant Ford yet? No. I haven't talked about McKay yet, either. Come on, pack up what you need. <sighs> I don't think an operating room in a bloody army will fit through the gate. Carson tends to always get dumped on, don't he? Mm. Off you go. Go to an alien planet and treat an alien, holding people hostage. Yep. You go in here to solve a 150-year-old problem. No destruction of vegetation. <laughs> yep. They're very stringent regulations when using woodland and forest. You just give up, is that it? That's what you do, isn't it? You just, you give up on your friends when they need you most. No one's given up on you, Ford. We want to help you. I'm talking about Major Shepard and Taylor. Lieutenant Colonel Shepard. All right. <laughs> <laughs> He'll go this far and no further. Loved in the commentary, they were saying that they had a couple extra squibs in the trees here that David didn't know about. <laughs> yeah, just watch his reaction. That is genuine. What the? Yeah. <laughs> you always making fun of me. You want to play a game, pick on Fort? I could shoot you and leave you here to die. Shoot me? When did this escalate to physical violence? You're the one who thinks I'm nuts. But he just stays there until he hears the last one go off and gives it a five count, then he knows it's over. <laughs> Fine, I don't care. It'll just save me suffering one of the many horribly painful deaths I have in line from me having been exposed to this much radiation. And quite frankly, it'll prove just how far gone you are. Now, I'm heading back to the jumper, and you're welcome to join me. <laughs> you're crazy, you're gonna kill me! This is one of McKay's character traits. When he's pushed so far, eventually he will push back. Yep. You don't know what it's like, almost dying like I did? Having your friends turn on you? No one trusts you? I'm out here all alone. You don't have to be alone, Ford. Look, this drug is messing with your head. Come back to the jumper with me. We'll go back to Atlantis and Dr. Beckett may even be able to figure out a way for you to keep all your new superpowers. Right? The guy's got weapons everywhere. Hmm. Sure, why not? First, we gotta save Colonel Shepard and Taylor. No, no, wait. No. That'll prove that I'm okay. You go back to the jumper, I'll meet you there. Ford! Well, that's no. it. One thing Ford will not agree to is having this enzyme removed from his system. This is not necessary, you know. How long have you been on the run? Seven years. And you've been on your own all that time? Not much choice. Martin Wood in the commentary actually said he made a mistake with this scene. It was written to be inside the cave. He thought it would be better outside the cave, so he filmed it like that. And then, of course, everybody pointed out that if they stayed outside all the cave, they would burn to death. <laughs> so he had to reshoot it inside the cave. And when we get the long shot, just a look at these two characters and consider that throughout the next few seasons, Taylor and Ronan often pair up on adventures. You said, uh, you heard stories about others like me. Yes, I've heard of runners my whole life, but I've never met one. I did not even believe it was true. One time I accidentally came across a planet with a village near the ring. What happened? I stayed. One night, I didn't go mail for a change. Left right away the next day. Didn't matter. I later heard the whole village. Nah, the Wraith wouldn't do anything like that, would they? No. No. I'm thinking, is that the village we get to see in a few episodes? Hmm. Yeah, you'd think he'd only do it the one, so it'd have to be a callback. You okay? Yes. We are fine. I'm here with Dr. Beckett. He's coming in. Unarmed. Ronan would like me to remind you that Dr. Beckett remain unarmed. <laughs> As if he would be anyway. He doesn't really know where Carson very well, does he? <laughs> <laughs> At least he's come well equipped. I'd never send you in there if I thought the guy was going to hurt you. 
Is that opinion based on some sort of evidence? Or is it just a gut feeling that this gentleman isn't dangerous? I didn't say he wasn't dangerous. He could probably kill you in the blink of an eye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no worries. If he's going to kill you, at least it'll be fast. You ever heard of Androcles and the Lion? Aye, and who are you in this retelling? The Romans? I'll be right up there. Go forth, young Carson, into the breach. John's got your back. Just make sure you give him a clear line of sight, or it could get messy. Now, that does look like set, doesn't it? Mm. Pity that is. I normally don't make house calls like this, but then again, this isn't really a house, is it? What's in the case, Doc? Surgical implements, diagnostic tools, various drugs, analgesics, antibiotics. Yeah, that rock fighter looks really fake. Ronan, Dr. Carson Beckett. Dr. Beckett, Ronan. Pleasure. I understand you have some sort of a transmitter on your back. I wonder if it's because of the colouring. You know, they've probably built it so it looks OK under normal lighting. Mm. That's it, all business now. Yeah, so it looks all right. They don't just because it's so smooth. Stuff over the archway and that it doesn't they put as much detail into it. Moss and that like they have here. Again, Martin was a little disappointed that he didn't make the most of the hand mark on his chest. Eyes front, Taylor. My God. Tell me you didn't try to cut this thing out yourself. Yeah, I tried once with a mirror. Couldn't quite reach. Most of it's from two different doctors. No one I know who calls himself a doctor would do this. <laughs> That's impressive. <laughs> It's bad enough when you try to get a splinter out and you know it's going to hurt, whereas he's taking a studying scalpel to his back. Fortunate that you can read ancient. Hmm. That ancestor technology? That it is. John's got him in his sights. No sort of movement, people. So you're going to have to put that weapon down and lie down. <laughs> like that's going to happen. Yeah, I'm not even going to put the safety on. It's in the soft tissue next to the second thoracic vertebrae. Good, cut it out. I can't do that with you sitting up like this. And I'm going to have to give you some anaesthetic to make you sleep. No, you're not. Excuse me? Ronan, you need to trust us. I do. That's why he's here and you're still alive. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I get to work, Doc. Look, if you just turn on your radio, we could hear what's happening. Look, the others must have called for backup by now. Uh, maybe Shepard and Taylor don't even need rescuing anymore. Ow! Where am I? Yeah. Where's the gate? Where's the jumper? The son would have moved by now, so he's got no hope. <laughs> Do not shoot him in the back, McKay. I was going to say, the, what was one person you give a gun to? Okay, I'm ready. Look, I just want to say one last time, I really don't think this is a good idea. I'm going to be cutting very close to your spinal column here. If you're to flinch... I won't flinch. Got dark week? Yeah. Okay. How long has he been doing this? We well, I haven't even started operating yet. Night falls quickly on this world. And this is a, obviously a body prosthetic that they're cutting open. Even Jason isn't this tough. They'll say in the commentary how um, Shepard's only laying on the ground there and they just filmed up at him to make it look like he's up on a higher vantage point. Ooh. I suppose the runners can be tracked over inter, you know, intergalactic distances, not just planetary. Mm, subspace. Yeah. I think I got it. You yeah, expect something a little more advanced from the Wraith. You know, that seems very... Mm. Small things. You know, a decent battery in there somewhere. And now, Specialist Ronan Dex. Faint. Some tough guy is. 
Now would be a good time to put the anaesthetic in. Yeah. Oh, red shirt. Shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't shoot! Just me! That's it. You're a great distraction. Did you honestly expect McKay to open fire on them? Mm. What the hell am I doing? What the hell are you doing? Those are our guys! I can't trust them. Oh, that's it. Yeah, I've had it. Just drop your weapons now! <laughs> You're gonna shoot me. I will if I have to. Fort, I'm taking you in. Look, you may not believe this, but it's for your own good. <laughs> <laughs> He's not impressed. Now, when they were filming this, the actual squib on Ford went off prematurely. <laughs> and that scene there is his actual natural reaction to it. Uh-oh. Yeah, even David felt a bit guilty as if <laughs> he'd actually shot him. As a, as a sunk up now. Yeah, getting lighter again. Isn't it? When they were filming this, when night dropped, you get all the critters coming out. And this world is supposed to be devoid of life, so all that had to be removed. <laughs> I'm going to go look for McKay and Ford. Yes, we will be fine. Now that the line's passed out cold. Okay, I'm going to pick you up with the jumper shoes. Oh, they're closed at least. Yeah, they weren't completely lost. Oh, just to spice things up. Yep. They're visitors. Colonel Shepard, we got gate activity. One, two, three. Send the jump in plain sight. Yeah. Well, he did uh, cloak the jumper. Oh, okay. While they hid behind the trees. <laughs> Ronan's not messing about. He's off. Yes, you don't hold the gun by the magazine. And you don't hold your finger on the trigger when you're not going <laughs> to <laughs> Safety catch. <laughs> Away! Oh. <laughs> Poor David. Oh, you got be kidding me! Poor Rodney. Well, typical Rodney, but poor David. Yeah, I was saying he had a big meal before this. Fish and chips, wasn't it? Yeah, going up and down didn't worry him, but as soon as he started to spin, <laughs> that's when he went green. <laughs> I don't blame Ford. Nah, don't shoot me, please. Look at me. It's funny, huh? <laughs> you set this up? It's clever. Wasn't me. No, huh? Well, I'm glad we could both uh, laugh about this together. <laughs> How about cutting me down now? No. No, no. I'm still gonna kill you. <laughs> when you shot me? It's a flesh wound! I knew it wasn't gonna hurt you! You're... You're super forward, remember? You tried to kill me! Oh, you, hey! You, you, you can't kill an unarmed upside down man! Ooh, oh, dear. <laughs> the upside down is the important bit. Quick, pull some glasses out of your pocket. <laughs> There's that much going on here. Where do I run to? Now, this is an interesting fight, this is at least bear. Super Soldier Ford versus naturally sneaky huge Ronan. Yeah, just because he's big, he hasn't lost any speed. That's the beauty of it, isn't it? You look at Chris Judge, I mean, he's as, nearly as big as Ronan, but he's not as uh, flexible. Mm. You know, it's more uh, muscle built onto his frame, whereas Ronan is pretty much... Yeah, like any of the Arnold Schwarzenegger movies or anything like that, it's sort of the force of punch, not the speed of it. Yeah. Like one good punch instead of five. Whenever they have a fight sequence, though, and you've got people that can move fast, it, it always does look better. Mm. 
Martin said that this was his favourite fight scene he's ever shot. Basically, he just let him go at it. <laughs> yeah. Was it 40 minutes to shoot it? Yeah. <laughs> Don't. Right, okay. Could you um get me down, please? Okay, stranger, please let me down. <laughs> oh, he knows he's gonna eat him. <laughs> Light a fire underneath him. He's probably roasted in that suit too. <laughs> Steen McKay. Keep your hands where I can see him. And everything else for that matter. We wanna help. No, I say when you're armed, the argument kinda gets watered down a bit. Okay, he's been shot twice today. You're not getting off this planet. I wonder how much this Wraith enzyme helps increase healing. Mm. It must have some sort of impact. Okay. Desperation? Yeah, that's one way off the planet. Weighing up the odds. Go with Shepard and get tied down and experimented on or roll the dice with the Wraith. Put yourself in the right hands. After they scooped up four, the darts made a beeline for the gate. I tried to stop him, but... You had him in your sights, and you let him get away. I shot him once. Didn't slow him down. I shot him too. <laughs> Shouldn't really be bragging about that, McKay. Come on. I think he saw it was the only way off the planet. Well, I can tell you from the quality time I spent with Ford, he was definitely not thinking straight. Now, thanks to you, he's in enemy hands with information that could compromise all of us. Gear up, Colwell. I don't think he'll give us away. Oh, thank you so much for your assurance, Colonel. I'll be sure to include your feelings in my report. All right, that does it. Screw you guys, I'm going home. Go fly your daedler somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Bugger off. Go for a cruise. <laughs> yeah, he don't like it, does he? <laughs> oh, he doesn't. Only two arm guard. <laughs> that looks like the shrink's office. Mm. This place is impressive. Although I suppose uh, the rooms are pretty much identical anyway. Guards are unnecessary. Well, with your habit of taking people hostage and all. I mentioned I want to escape. They would not be able to stop me. I think they will be able to stop you. A few of them will be dead by the time they do, but... Yeah, there'll be a point where you'll be stopped. Well, that's why I'm here. Well, they've sent them out through the gate to his homeworld. Mm. As we've seen before, the, uh, the Wraith are not interested in managed harvesting they're just basically managed cultivation i just say they're just harvesting everything yeah not worrying about the consequences grip it and move to the next one yeah before they, they'd probably left a decent sized population on the planet to breed and so they could come back in a hundred years so mm. is that a i'm sorry it doesn't look like anyone survived the last attack it looks a bit disappointed about using this green for this video, since it's not normally that clear. It's a transparent display. Felt it were better if they'd have shown it on one of the Atlantis panels. Small point, I think, but you get the impact of the scene either way. And Ronan walks off screen. Perhaps the only thing that's kept him going for these last seven years is the opportunity, the belief that one day he would return home. And that was Runner. That was fun. It was, wasn't it? Yep. The introduction of... Ronan Dex, played by Jason Momoa. The introduction of Major Evan Lorne to Atlantis, played by Caven Smith. And the first appearance by Dr. Parrish, played by Jonathan Young. 
pretty decent episode. You can understand why it's written by Robert C. Cooper. Mm. You know, whenever whenever there's a pivotal episode, he tends to write them. Yep. Yeah, setting the series on a, a new course. Anything that springs to mind about that episode, Brad? No, I don't think so. It's a good start of the Brown character. Oh, Brown character. The Brown Dex character. He becomes a pretty much a force of nature for the rest of the season. Yeah, too right. <laughs> Get Ford back, but lose him again. Leads to a couple of upcoming episodes. That's always a problem when you're trying to think of something to say, you know. In a couple of days, you'll have all sorts of things, and then, of course, you can pop it onto the Facebook group or something. As soon as I hang up Skype, I'll have something. Oh, I yeah. Said. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like when I've taken notes, off the notes I forget to talk about because I'm watching the episode. Mm. I suppose that's a good thing. Get lost in the action and the drama on screen. That's what it's there for. Jack? Daniel? Are you you? Yeah. You? What? I like the yellow ones. Never mind. Okay, then. A little bit of feedback, news, and our competition. We'll begin with the feedback for last week's episode, Origin, on our Facebook group. Brad kicked us off with, Yep, we're all in big trouble. Gate Tech Alpha 6 responded, Origin is great conclusion to the opening three-parter. And to comment on the prior gate into the Milky Way, we know the ancients were believers in science and tech. We later find out they didn't start building stargates until they left the Ori galaxy. So with the Ori believing in faith and religion, it's easy to assume there are no stargates in the Ori galaxy, which presents more questions than answers in the following episodes. And a nice curveball with a contest mic. Just when you thought you knew a lot about the show, you bring up something I haven't heard before. The norm of making the first entry into a contest the easy one is now out at the window. Game on. I replied, Rob C. Cooper did a pretty good job setting down the Fire Nations for the season and beyond. It could have blown up in their faces. As for the competition, don't overthink it. A lot of what is said is just padding, and a few key words or phrases will point the way. Brad began a thread about the use of the P90 in movies and TV, which generated a lively discussion. And Cavan posted a picture of his use of Window Opportunity at his university's Sci-Fi Society. SG-1 on the big screen, how cool is that? On the convention front, Stargate Chicago, the final creation event for the franchise, takes place August the 15th through to the 17th, 2014. Right now, the following guests have been announced. Michael Shanks, Dan Payne, Alex Zahara, Joe Flanagan, David Hewlett and Paul McGillian. I've no doubt more names will be added as time goes by to celebrate all things Stargate. And for the creation to bid a farewell to a franchise that have made them a lot of money over the years. In a couple of weeks, the Armageddon Expo will take place in Melbourne, Australia. The great Tony Amendola will be attending, as well as Ty Olsen, Bren Browder and Claudia Black, the latter two probably doubling up on their fandoms thanks to Stargate and Farscape. Birthday time, and we have a few gold star birthdays this week, including Jodel Furland, who played a young Adria in Stargate SG-1, and Harmony in the Atlantis episode of the same name. She has her birthday on the 9th of October. The fantastic Claudia Black, our very own Vala Maldoran, has her birthday on the 11th, as does the wonderful Julia McNiven, who played Jin in Stargate Universe. Sharing the 11th is Sean Patrick Flannery, who played Olin, the ancient Hu Wu Tam, in the SG-1 episode Ascension. And finally, from behind the scenes, a happy birthday to John G. Lennock, who produced episodes of SG-1, SGA and SGU. OK then, competition time. Week 2. Surprised and mildly disappointed we didn't get more entries for the first week, but you can still email the answers to any week or all in one go up until the day the competition ends. So to recap, take a listen to this log entry and see if you can deduce which episode of SG-1 or SGA 
it refers to. It will be an episode we have already covered on the show, and when you figure it out, send your answer via email to gatecastpodcast at gmail.com with competition as a subject. Well, there I was, just walking down the corridor on level 28, and I got the shock of my life. Isn't it always the case when you need your uniform to be perfect? It never is. Anyhow, later on I did get to drive Major Carter off base. And say what you will about officers, she is at least courteous and pleasant to spend some time with. We didn't drive far, but she spent a couple of hours, I think, in a meeting. And then, soon after, she and another woman went off-world. You know what is strange? Haven't seen Dr. Jackson for a couple of days. So weird not to see him somewhere surrounded by his books. That's the competition question for week two. Go for it. Right then, if you want to get in touch for any reason, then there are plenty of ways. And here they are. You can email us, including an audio message, using gatecastpodcast at gmail.com. And we have groups and pages on both Facebook and Google+. You can search for us using the generic Stargate, or more specifically, Gatecast. We are also on iTunes and Stitcher Internet Radio, under Gatecast. And we simply swoon when we get an iTunes rating and review. They help the show get promotion on that service. Twitter seems to be popular, and you can find us at the Gatecast, which is one word. And finally, there is our main website gatecast.co.uk which has a variety of contact and links for keeping our Stargate family all together right that was Runner next week we are back at the SGC for the ties that bind and Alan will be back for that episode folks hope you can join us for that if you've got any uh, thoughts or opinions on that episode let us know we'd love to include them when we record the show which we've already done when we broadcast the show thanks for joining us I've been Mike and I've been Brad See you next week, folks. Have a good time. Ta-ra. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever. Stargate forever.